Living the Truth is a podcast for creative humans who don't like to fit in a box, who have multiple passions to follow, who are curious and eager to forge their own path in their own unique, messy, and human way, who are ready to make things happen on their own terms and in their own time. This is a safe space for honest, deep, and meaningful conversations about living your truth out loud as a creative. Welcome to another episode of the second season. In this series, I'm sharing lessons that I've learned so far in my creative journey. I hope it makes you feel less alone and more hopeful. I hope it inspires you to keep going, keep showing up, and in building a creative work and life practice that works for you. So today, let's talk about originality and tackle the story of why bother? It's all been done before. What's even the point? So you have an amazing idea to work on and the voice of your inner critique is getting louder. It is hung up on the idea that it's all been done before. Why do you need to do it too? What's the point when it's all already done and said before you? And it is even telling you that it's done or said before you way better than you ever could. If that's what you struggle with, I'm here to lovingly challenge you that no ideas are original. I have a sticky note placed right in front of me on the wall above my desk that reads, No ideas are original. It works as a reminder every single time I sit down to write, paint, or create something, anything. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be original, and I'm sharing this in a hope to free you from this unsaid, invisible, yet always present trap that might be standing in your way of creating your best work and sharing it with the world. Look around you, observe, and really question this idea of originality. We are all products of our collective evolution. Our thoughts, experiences, ideas, and stories are all bits and pieces that we collected along the way from everything we ever came in contact with. I remember a friend once describing herself something like this. I'm a collection of all the people I've ever met. I'd say we are all the collection of the people we have met, the places we have been to, and the experiences we have had. I won't lie, when the idea of this season came to me, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Oh well, it's all done and said before, and what's the point of me saying it again? Here's how I approach it. I remind myself that it is my story, my truth, my idea, my experience, and I'm going to share it in my way. It is my story and I've lived it and that's what makes it enough to be shared. That's what makes it mine to be shared. When we share our stories, our truths and our ideas, however vulnerable, raw and unedited they might be, we end up making connections, finding our people and recognizing ourselves in one another. And that's that's what makes us feel less alone and more human. The best connections that I've made on the internet have happened when I've shared something that I felt quite vulnerable to share, but I've made the best connections by having those deep, meaningful conversations. And all the creative work is built on what came before. Every new idea is just a combination of the one or two previous ideas. When we accept that everything has already been done before, we take that pressure off ourselves and our work. We let it breathe and allow it to come to life through us and evolve over time. We don't waste our time 
and our energies on trying to be different than everyone else and on being original. Instead, we focus our time and energies on being more of ourselves and creating the work we want to create and sharing our version of whatever we are experiencing, going through and learning. And this is exactly what I'm trying to do in this season. I'm sharing lessons that I've learned so far. I'm pretty sure you have heard about almost all of them before. I see this question come up very often during the conversations I have with my clients and this is why I know how it could be paralyzing to move forward with a thought, a limiting belief like that, standing in our way. Some time ago, one of my clients asked me this question and I realized how it had been a long time since I thought about it like that myself. She asked me, now there are so many creative coaches out there. How do you? How did you end up being so different in your voice and in your message? I was surprised to hear her put it like that because in my head, I don't feel like I'm that that much different after all, which I felt the need to really dissect and analyze. But my honest answer to her question was, that I was not trying to be different. That wasn't the intention or motivation. In the early beginning, it was, but not anymore. The more I dove deeper into uncovering my own voice and saying it out loud, what I really believed in, I ended up being that, that amount of different that you think I am. In the early beginning of my journey, when I was feeling frustrated that I needed to find what made me different or unique so I could start my work, this is the lesson that I learned, that I needed to get working. I needed to get creative and create the things I wanted to create and do the work myself and it will eventually happen as a byproduct. As Brene Brown said, the only unique contribution that we will ever make in this world will be born of our creativity. Believe. Believe that what you have to share is worthy. Believe that there is space for you too. Believe that there is space for everyone. I wholeheartedly believe you have something amazing to share with the world. So get cheering. In all honesty, I still struggle with it sometimes. I like to research and read a lot. I cross-reference things all the time. I have this habit of researching everything that I'm thinking about to make sure what I'm thinking about is not stupid or invalid. Searching on the web is always reassuring as it makes me see how many Others are thinking, struggling uh, with something similar. But this also starts this spiral of me feeling like I have nothing new to say or to add to the conversation. And I'm sure you can relate to this. So I have this deep desire to be unique, different and authentic. When I see someone else doing something similar, I used to have this response of feeling discouraged. And now with practice and with a lot of self-reflection, my brain has rewired and reframed it in a way that it that it empowers me instead. Earlier, my response was that, oh, now they are doing it. And here, I've been thinking about it for a long time and haven't been able to do it for whatever reason. And now if I do it too, it would appear as if I'm copying them. And deep down, I will feel like I'm not original, not authentic. This used to make me feel discouraged and almost resentful of them. This was the scarcity mindset. Now when I see someone doing something similar to mine, I feel excited for them and it makes me believe that it is possible. If it is possible for them, it is possible for me too. This is growth mindset. I no longer resent them, but I'm grateful for them to put it out there before me as now I can see there is a market for it. It allows me to collect relevant data and tweak my thing even before putting my idea out there. It is also because now I believe there is plenty out there. 
and what is meant for me is going to find me. It is starting to sound a bit woo. Here, isn't it? It is also because I believe in myself way more than I used to. I know that whatever it is that I can add to the that idea or even if present that idea, that same idea in a different packaging, since it is coming from me, it has a part of me in it. And that's my secret magic ingredient. When you start believing that it's all been done before and you won't be adding any value by sharing your amazing idea, your side of the story, and instead you might end up adding to the noise, you're doing a huge disservice to yourself, your creativity, and the people you are here to touch with your work and serve with, with the work you do. This mindset will stand in the way of you creating anything at all. At least that was the case for me. I felt paralyzed. Believing that there is, there really is space for everyone, for every story, for every idea, no matter how many times it has been done before, can become a lifesaver for you, your art, your craft, your creative practice. You will recognize that we are all on different points on our journey and someone needs to hear what you have to say to make that journey easier and worth traveling for them. You never know who is listening, reading and getting inspired by. We all need to hear different voices, sometimes saying the same thing just in different ways and you never know which way it resonates with them the most makes them stop and rethink we also need to hear it from people we love and trust and whose advice we seek out and sometimes you also need to hear more than once for it to make sense to us we also need to hear it said in different ways different voices and different by different people saying the same thing but maybe putting it differently together in is sometimes what we need to understand it or for it to make sense to us. I hope that makes sense. Lastly, I think being original is overrated. It is okay to not be original. Not everything has to be unique for it to be worthy. I feel like this is a very heavy word, unique. It is okay to feel the same emotions that another person is feeling and share your side of the story. Your work doesn't have to be extraordinary and quote-unquote original to matter. It is exhausting and overwhelming to keep trying to be original. It is okay to only want to be creating because you want to create, share and simply just connect. Here's what I'd like to encourage you to do. Don't let this idea keep you away from creating and sharing your best work. More than anything, I hope that you realize and accept that it is original enough when it is coming from you with your tint. Maybe, just maybe forget about being original altogether and as it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. What matters the most is you being creative in an honest and authentic way and showing up and sharing your work and allowing that process to guide you, to lead you where you want to go. If this is something you'd like to read more on, I highly recommend reading Still Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. And to finish, I'd like to share this quote with you. Books serve to show a man that those original thoughts of his aren't very new after all. Abraham Lincoln. And if you'd like to work with me, I currently have one-on-one -on -one spaces available to dive deeper together in this kind of work and finding your very own version of your creative work in life and making it sustainable along the way too. So you can actually live the kind of life you want, you dream about. And if you'd rather work in a more group setting, I invite you to join me for Embrace 2.0. It is starting again in August. Hands down, it is the one thing that I'm most proud of out of all the things I've ever created or launched before. I feel like this is going to be my signature program moving forward. All the details are available on the website, herasamat.com forward slash embrace. 
and you can also find a link to that in the show notes for this round there are only three spaces available and and one of them is already booked so if it sounds like something you are interested in please do get in touch and yeah i will catch you again in another episode thank you so much for listening to the podcast if you'd like to ask me a question you can connect me in one of these two ways you can sign up to my fortnightly letters or you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Hera S. Ahmed, H-I-R-A-S-A-H-M-E-D. And lastly, if you have a friend who might enjoy listening to the episode, please share the link with them or share it in your stories. And until next time, I hope you keep working towards building a creative work in life practice that works for you.